Woke Hollywood can be saved. At a time where diversity quotas are king and female empowerment is enough to make you vomit. Excuse me, it's ma'am. A strange occurrence is taking place. I'm a slathery little naked snag. More and more elites are speaking up. From Dave Chappelle to Bill Burr taking on pro-life positions. I'm not for abortion. To Bill Maher, well, destroying wokeism at every turn. <laughs> and obesity is not something that affects health. You can be healthy at any size. Really, we voted on it. We see that there's a bit of an uprising happening. Places like Christianity today have for far too long believed that the way to reach the culture is to mimic their critiques of Christianity and to grovel to progressives. And the pastor said, I just don't know why we can't get black people to come to our church. And he's seated at a desk. Behind him is a Confederate flag and a bust of Stonewall Jackson. Liar! Liar! But real Christians today know, in a world starving for truth, the church can provide what they really need. Join me today as I take you on a trip. You got a joint? No, not that kind of trip. A trip to see red-pilled actors willing to stand for truth. Like Matthew McConaughey and Dennis Quaid, who recently starred in a commercial to push money away from Hollywood and into Texas. I'll show you Denzel Washington taking on the media and demanding that they tell the truth. And finally, Dwight from The Office preaching Christ to a world in need. Today, I'll try to show you that all it takes is a little bit of courage to speak to a society in decline that is tired of caving to woke ideas, and that courageous answers to some of life's biggest questions can truly change the future. All of that and more today on Indie Thinker. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Now, have you ever had the feeling of being all alone? Maybe it's even gotten drastic and it sent you into the corner in the fetal position crying into your shirt because you just don't know how you can find meaning in this life when you are all alone. Well, there's good news. Not only does God exist, but also you don't have to start a business by yourself. You can get experts in your corner to help you. So snap out of it, man. Dust yourself off and get some help. Go over to our friends over at anchor.biz today where you can find help with bookkeeping, accounting, taxes, payroll, even business strategies to help you grow your business. You don't have to do it all by yourself. Trust me, it's a little overwhelming and I get it. Having a small business can be a lot to manage. But again, you don't have to do it by yourself. So go to ancur.biz today to see how the experts can help you start and or facilitate your business needs. And when you do so, let them know that Andy Thinker sent you. Just recently, a campaign to try to push film companies toward Texas to create films was released and it's gone viral and caught the attention of many people, not only because it showcases some great big name actors from Texas who are trying to promote the state, but also because the commercial itself is pushing money away from Hollywood and tends to not be that woke. So in a society where Hollywood is pushing the woke agenda down the throats of even the smallest children, it's important to take a step back from the cultural things going on in our world to recognize that not everybody is like that. There is some hope. So the It's Good for Texas campaign is something that I want to show you at the beginning of the show because I think it's pretty interesting. So here is Matthew McConaughey, among other actors, speaking up 
in defense of Texas. Check it out. I'm Dennis Quaid from Houston, Texas. I'm proud to be from Texas. I love my home state of Texas. I'm not from Texas, but I played Davy Crockett. We love our home state of Texas. And what we really love is making movies here. With its varied and iconic landscapes and incredible talent, Texas looks good up on the big screen. Texas used to have a great incentive program that brought hundreds of great movies and shows and thousands of jobs for hardworking folks and hundreds of millions of dollars to the Lone Star State. Unfortunately, over the years, the funding became less and less because some people were led to believe that that money was only going into the pockets of big-wig California movie producers and high-priced Hollywood actors like me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. But that wasn't true. Now all those films and shows, all those jobs, all that positive economic growth for the economy of Texas, it's migrated to states like New Mexico, Louisiana, Georgia, and... Don't make me say it. Oak... <coughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Oklahoma? Now, before I go any further and get into the substance of this commercial, I have to tell you, if we're going to make fun of a state, it shouldn't be Oklahoma. It should be Nebraska. The elected officials in Nebraska are doing stuff like this. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. What, honestly, what is wrong with these people? Anyway, back to the commercial at hand. Uh, what's extraordinary about this commercial is is not just that it is relatively unwoke for Hollywood elites. Now, of course, you can spy some wokeness in it, but it's not on the surface and it's not pushing an, an agenda down your throat. So there is some wokeness to it, at least in terms of uh, some very minor things, but, but by and large... It's not woke in, in this way. How in the world today can you have Hollywood elite actors where they're all white? How is that possible? How is that not white supremacist that everybody in this advertisement to try to push uh, production companies and production uh, projects into Texas, how can all of the stars in this be white? How white-wing extremist are you people in Texas? Well, of course, they're not concerned with that because... Who should be? Only in the present are we constantly concerned with the dent of people's skin color. Um, it's ridiculous. And the more we can get away from that nonsense, the better. Now, of course, they try to represent, and this is where the kind of quasi-woke stuff comes in. They try to represent some woman calling herself Jax um, in, in the commercial. But it just puts her name up on there. Um, and, uh, of course, there's diversity in terms of color and all that kind of stuff represented in kind of the minor players of this commercial. But all of the big name guys are white. And why should they have to apologize for that incredible nonsense? This commercial actually doesn't have to do with diversity, which is exactly the point. Surprise, surprise, you can have a commercial where you don't have to shove racial agendas down everyone's throat. You can actually just have a simple commercial that's trying to communicate a message, and the message is the thing we can focus on. How about that for a change? Now, the change here, too, is also that this commercial is pushing dollars away from Hollywood and into Texas, of all places. You mean that Republican hellscape where people actually get to own firearms? I mean, AR-15s that can do this because they're weapons of mass destruction? It's a joke, by the way. That hole was made by a gopher, not an AR-15. 
nonetheless, isn't it interesting at a time where we're watching um, an incredible border crisis and the left is doing absolutely nothing other than complaining uh, to try to facilitate what's going on in Texas because they care so much about racial diversity and protecting the immigrant. Um, isn't it interesting that we have these Hollywood elitists, these actors right now trying to support Texas and possibly even support them in their plight as they are, quite frankly, suffering under the hand of poor uh, immigration policies. So suffice to say, I would think if one of the ways that you wanted to support immigrants and actually help people coming into this country, and now this is not my argument, by the way, because I wouldn't make this argument. I would make that humane immigration and stringent policies are the best thing for for migration into the country. But if we're going to support the migrant that's coming into the country and we want to take care of them, then maybe one of the ways you could do that is to try to support Texas financially rather than constantly pointing the finger and complaining about them. Or putting on your white suit, showing up at the border, and putting on your fake crocodile tears. Disappointed! Pushing all that aside, if you actually wanted to support Texas, you might actually take these men up on their invitation here to send money into the state by supporting things like the film industry in Texas and other industries in Texas. Because after all, we are one union and we all are neighbors, whether we like it or not. For all the talk of civil war and all the talk of our nation fraying at the edges, and while I definitely believe the latter, um, and all the talk about social decline, there might be hope for us after all if we can learn to take even just a small page from the playbook of Matthew McConaughey and others. And by the way, I might mention, among the others, Dennis Quaid, a very outspoken conservative Christian. If we can take a page from their playbook and just say this, What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If we can actually start supporting places and putting our money where our mouth is rather than just pointing the finger, we might actually be able to make a difference. Surprise. But that's not to suggest that we don't need to point the finger because we do. Uh, you know, there's this old saying, uh, point one finger and there's three more pointing back at you unless you can get your thumb to point back at you as well. And then it's the thumb of finger really at the end of the day. We'll debate that later. Suffice to say, that old saying is just this idea of not pointing the finger. But of course, what I am not saying is, is that we don't need to point the finger at evil wherever we find it. We've pandered enough um, and we definitely need to do that. Which brings us to our next story because Denzel Washington never disappoints. Uh, the man is consistently on fire for the Lord and consistently bringing hot takes that that help us understand truth from a more profound perspective than very often what we hear in church. So here's Denzel Washington clearly pointing the finger at the real problem with the media and their news cycle and those wanting to be first rather than right and how that presents a problem to society. So here's Denzel. Oh yeah, what they say I was running for president. No, no, no I voted. No, what they say? You switched your support. I switched uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you make of all the fake news that it affects? If you news? don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. So what do you do? That's the great question. What is the long-term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility you all have to be to tell the truth, not just to be first, but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, Inclu including BS. 
Well, Denzel here seems to be quoting none other than Thomas Jefferson. I know he was a slave owner, but um, the truth of what he said still stands. He said this, that an informed people is what is necessary for a free republic. In other words, you need to be educated and you need to be informed and perhaps even by extension, a, a free press is necessary for democracy. That's why the Washington Post lies in their header and says democracy dies in darkness um, and they lie because they don't actually believe that but it is the truth that democracy does die in darkness well perhaps it doesn't just die in darkness perhaps it dies under the microscope of a 24-hour news cycle that moves so quick that we can't even take the time to breathe or analyze a story or the people reporting it can't really take the time to to really fact check it and see if it's if it's accurate or if it's just a freaking agenda at the end of the day. The media and whether or not we believe they will tell the truth is, is almost a foregone conclusion in our present. And Denzel Washington puts it on full display here. He's he's right, and, and, and even more so, I would take it one step further. Not only is there a problem with trying to be first regardless of how accurate you are, there's also a problem of those who wish to merely present their bias as fact. See, this is the real problem at the end of the day. It's not just that we have such a quick news cycle that companies are competing with telling stories and who can tell it first. It's simply that the people who are telling the stories are not willing to not only acknowledge their bias, but do not believe that they actually have one. They, they don't actually acknowledge the fact that they are telling the story from their perspective and they're not trying to be introspective about that at all. So what we have more than a free press is we have an, a press that is absolutely dedicated to a narrative. And that is problematic to say the least. Now, if there's a person out there in the kind of Hollywood elitosphere um, that has actually spoken about this agenda, it's uh, Denzel Washington, um, among others. So to see this man of color speak out and actually tell the truth about the media is a rarity, especially when the media wants to continually radically racialize everything that they could possibly imagine. Whatever they can do also to paint the right in a bad light, they will do. It is almost a moral imperative in this day and age for you to tune out of the media and tune into alternative sources of news. Because at least there, maybe you're hearing a perspective there as well, but at least you understand it. When you turn tune into the Daily Wire, you're not expecting to hear uh, leftist news. Um, you get that on the mainstream. Uh, you understand what you're tuning into, and so you know exactly what it is. And it and I'm not even suggesting that we need to suspend our thinking regardless of where we find our news, because I'm actually just, I'm saying the exact opposite. I'm saying that we need to be careful to understand that everything we hear may not actually be the truth. And last week I did a show about common sense, and I want to kind of buy back that show because there's some things that I missed that I really wanted to talk about. And one of them is this, is that if you're going to understand how to interpret information, you're going to have to use common sense because you can no longer take at face value that people are telling you the truth. It's incredibly important that you sharpen your skills of common sense and that you even see things through an eye of skepticism and cynicism so that you can be careful with what you hear. But Denzel asked perhaps the most important question in, in all of this. What are the long-term effects of too much information? Now, we think in our information age that that is not possible. 
but we're seeing the effects of it. The 24-hour news cycle, social media at your fingertips and everywhere you go, people barely being able to take their nose out of their phone, including to parent their own children. And at the grocery store, it's, an, it's ridiculous. Nonetheless, what are those long-term effects of too much information? Well, here's at least one of them, is that truth is drowned in a sea of irrelevance and that the truth actually doesn't matter anymore. So Denzel's statements, all good and right and, and, and important to hear, lack this one thing that I think we also need to think about, is that what does it matter if the person is going to the story first rather than being accurate if the truth doesn't even matter anymore because we've been drowned in so much information? Because entertainment is so ubiquitous, we are less concerned with the truth than we are in just plugging out and tuning out the world around us through mindless entertainment. What is this world without a host of courageous, independent thinkers willing to think for themselves, plug out of the matrix of the media, and really experience life for what it's really all about? What is this world without that group of people? Perhaps Aldous Huxley was right, and not so much Brave New World and Orwell. Perhaps, perhaps Huxley was right in that we don't need totalitarians to take our rights away from us. All we need is a small pill to offer pleasure to us so that the truth becomes irrelevant. If the truth still truly is relevant to you, then I would suspect that you look to alternative sources of media like this podcast and maybe even a little book called The Bible because it's time for us to move away from that story and jump into Bible study with Democrats. Oh, God of pronouns. It's hard to believe that we have come from the days of Jim Carrey on In Living Color doing this. Well, I was stabbed in the butt, but it was a toilet paper cut. Yow! To Jim Carrey doing this. And, uh, and then we make one of two decisions. We either decide to go through the gate of resentment which leads to vengeance, which leads to self-harm, which leads to harm to others, or we go through the gate of forgiveness, which leads to grace. Just as Christ did on the cross, he suffered terribly. It may be hard to take Jim seriously because of how much of a goof he has been in every single movie that he's ever been in, and then to hear him say stuff like this. And I, as a Christian, by the way, will just go as far as to tell you that I think it's great and it's noble, but it's not really quite there in terms of actually preaching Christ and preaching the gospel. But it's a noble attempt. I'll give him that. Um, but there are some of you who may think to yourself, well, why should we even take Jim Carrey seriously? Now, that's a, that's a formidable question. It's a good question. Um, I, on the past and the show, have kind of critiqued the way in which Christians jump on the bandwagon of celebrities, uh, maybe even Shia LaBeouf, but more importantly, people like Justin Bieber, who don't really seem to have a really good center and were associating himself with, with Christians that were questionable, to say the least. But, but nonetheless, um, the only thing we can do is judge the individual's sincerity and what they are saying based upon the merit of what's being said. So when a person like Dwight from The Office comes along and shares with us a profound message, I know it may be hard to hear what they have to say, but it's important that we listen because the message itself is important. Now, uh, before I show you what Rian Wilson said, I, I want to make sure to make mention of something C.S. Lewis said. 
He said that uh, bulverism was essentially the tactic of those who wish to sidestep an argument and rather deal with the facts of the argument, want to deal with the speaker or want to deal with the relevant information to the argument so that they don't have to deal with the information at hand. So bulverism typically takes the takes place in the form of a personal attack against a person. So for me, uh, very often that would look like, oh, you're a Christian and you want to talk to us about rational, logical knowledge and and you want to talk to us about truth? Ha! You're a Christian. How can we believe that anything you say is true? You guys believe in things like the virgin birth and the resurrection of a dead man. Um, that kind of stuff totally is an attempt to, dis- to, to sidestep the historical information of the resurrection, to, hide-step, to sidestep the virgin birth, to sidestep the internal evidence of the scripture and all of that stuff, because they wish to take a rather anti-intellectual approach to things and just rather ad hominem attack. So bulverism operates the same way. And I want to encourage you towards this before I show you Rian Wilson, because I know you're going to look at him. I know you're going to have a picture of a guy that is um, maybe using a flame torch on a doorknob and um, doing fire drills and all sorts of other things. Um, Maybe you're going to think about turnips. But I encourage you, go beyond the office and hear this profound statement by Rian Wilson as he tells us how success was not as fulfilling as it was promised it would be in his personal life. Check it out. 16-year-old Rain Wilson, like, what's your dream? Live in New York City. Be paid to be an actor. Collaborate artistically with really cool people. I mean, I was living my dream, and I was miserable. That started a long, slow process of me reinvestigating faith, God, and religion. And I just started at ground one, like, is there a God? The reason why spirituality is important is because it is reality. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Who I am and what I am is not my body. It's not even my personality. It's not even the trauma I suffered. It's not what I've been through. There is a little spark of the divine inside of me that is reflecting the majesty of the divine, of God, the divine presence, the creative force. That is reality. So for me to deny my reality is not beneficial to anyone, at least if not myself. Now, I'll admit, a little new agey, verging on that, we'd have to have a conversation to go a little bit deeper in what he actually thinks, but nonetheless profound. In an age of incredible materialism, he's telling us that none of the success that he experienced while he was on the office, one of the most, uh, I won't say profound, but one of the most prolific and most popular shows, not only of its time, but probably in the history of television. I mean, the guy was everywhere, was popular, was making tons of money, and it didn't fulfill him at all. And one of the reasons he goes into such great detail here is that you cannot treat yourself as just a body. Again, in this age of materialism, where we do not recognize and acknowledge the existence of the soul, how profound and how important and how shocking to hear from a Hollywood elite that he was actually willing to acknowledge the fact that, hey, there may be the existence of a soul. There may be a non-materialistic side of reality that we need to acknowledge that might lead us to some spiritual truths that can truly awaken us to what life is really all about. Maybe, surprise, when we give people the suicidal proposition that you don't have a soul and all you are is your body and all you can ever hope for is materialism and likes on social media, perhaps that very suicidal proposition is the reason that people despair of life anymore. 
is that we are no longer answering the existential questions of our age, but we are just shoving a Netflix and a phone in front of people's face and hoping that that will pacify them. Well, it will never work. So it's good to hear from somebody who earned the right to share this information because most people are never going to be as famous as Rian Wilson. But thankfully, he shares with us that fame isn't it. It's not all it's cracked up to be. All the money and all the fame really couldn't provide the ache, uh, the, the, the cure for the ache in the human soul. So yeah, maybe we're actually, I know I spent a lot of time at the front talking about how just because he's Dwight, don't let that fool you. But maybe we're more inclined to hear him because he is a star. Maybe we shouldn't be, but but maybe maybe we are. Nonetheless, we should be more inclined to hear him because what he is saying is true. And we have a generation of people who are starved for truth, and they want to take it wherever they can get it. And this sows into a much broader critique that I have of the modern-day church. Why are so many people leaving the church? According to NPR, America's Christian majority is on track to end. A study found that Christians accounted for about 90% of the population 50 years ago, but as of 2020, that figure has slumped to about 64%. If recent trends in switching hold, we project that Christians could make up about 35% to 46% of the U.S. population in 2070. Now, why are those figures taking place? A lot of people will say, well, the reason people are leaving the church is because people have realized that God doesn't exist. Really? Is that, is that why? Yes, the Enlightenment taught us that God doesn't exist. Now we all know that, that, that science exists, God doesn't exist. Really? So the Enlightenment proved that God does not exist. Good luck with that one. Okay, so that's one of the, the most flimsy arguments that I've heard because, of course, the Enlightenment provided zero evidence that God does not exist. Um, however, the, the more common argument for why people are leaving the church that I hear all the time, which, of course, is totally arbitrary and not founded on fact, is this. The reason people are leaving the church is because of Christians in church. People may like church, but it's just because Christians in the church that people don't want to go to church. And perhaps this is kind of like the second one, because all Christians ever talk about is they just want to talk about money. Well, that's funny, because as I look at Walmart on an average day, um, the people at Walmart aren't really that interested in customer service, so they're not really that welcoming at Walmart. And by the way, they are only concerned with your money. So why do people still go to Walmart and why are people leaving the church? Well, here's why. People are willing to put up with the rude customer service and willing to put up with the greed of Walmart because Walmart offers a service to them that they need. And this is the point. Churches all over America today have taken on the seeker-sensitive model of doing church rather than understanding that regardless of what model you, you have in your church, what you need to do is you need to speak to the needs of people, especially in a society in decline that are hungry and searching for truth. See, all of that stuff at Walmart can be overlooked because they are giving something to people. And what the church should be giving to people is we should be answering deep existential questions. But by and large, we've given up on that and instead tried to find Instagram influencers to fill that void. But the church should be answering questions like, does God exist? If so, how do I know? Why do I need God? How come evil and God can exist on the same planet if God truly is all loving and all good and all powerful? Did science really disprove the existence of God? Can science and theism coexist? In fact, 
How is it possible to believe that you don't really have science without the belief in a creator that creates the laws of nature? All of these questions and more could be answered by pastors in the pulpit, but by and large, they aren't. And this is why people are leaving the Christian church. Because we've given up, by and large, in many pulpits around America on answering existential questions, the questions of the soul, the questions that we ask each and every day of our life. Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why do I exist? When we start answering that, people will return to the church. If we get back to that, more people will get back to church. But the further we get away from truly answering the deep questions of the soul, the less need people have for church. So, even if we have to take a page from the book of Rian Wilson and The Office to actually get back to answering the questions of the soul to a world in need, so be it. Because it's high time we started responding to the death of God movement and started helping people recognize that it isn't God who's dead. It's our culture that's dying, and we desperately need him to resurrect it and us. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, hopefully what was talked about today helped you, and you'll go with God.